Hey, welcome to the Creator Cocktail Hour, the Big Winter Classic mini-series. My guest today is a really good friend of mine named Mandy Stobo. Mandy's an incredible artist who made a name for herself in the Calgary community through some of the incredible work she's done in art, film, television, and of course through her community building initiatives. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. She's a great girl and uh, I'm really excited for you to listen. So without further ado, enjoy. You know, you and I, we've been friends for a long time. We've been playing in the sandbox together, so to speak. Um, But I thought we'd start off this conversation by just getting to know you a little bit. So who's Mandy Stobo? Derek, that is a great question that I ask myself every (laughs) single day. Um, I am a visual artist. I try and make things with my hands every single day. I um, am just always so inspired to like try and get back to that childlike aesthetic. I'm so attracted to just the innocence and vulnerability of like child drawing that I'm always trying to get there. Um, I work in film and television a lot. I'm an illustrator. I love playing with tech and art. And uh, I'm a mom of a giant teenager now (laughs) and a seven-year-old. And um, I'm just really, really lucky I get to do what I do. Amazing. Yeah, you talk about, you know, getting involved with tech. You've done some stuff with uh, augmented reality, which is really cool. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, you bet. So... In 2016, when uh, Google released their ad for Tilt Brush in virtual reality, it was like a girl, it was obviously green screen, but it was a girl that was just painting in her own painting and just everything around her was painting. So I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? I need to get my hands on this. I have no idea what it is or where it can go. So there was one guy at the time in Calgary that had a virtual reality unit and was kind of playing in that world so we connected and through that we made a few films in vr Mm -hmm. Uh, but this was at the time when like computers couldn't even keep up so rendering they would just like kill every computer we kept having to build our own computers and when you exported anything it would take away the color and textures and you'd have to read like it was just It was too new, but it was very fun. And then through that, I got a few awards in that, in those films. And, um, and because of that, I started speaking at other tech conferences and create creative conferences. And through that, I found out about augmented reality. And that was like, I just loved that so much because you can layer anything on top of something that's already there to engage or tell a different story or mm-hmm. or at, like I use it to tell jokes on my artwork <laughs> yeah. you can use it for like real good things but uh, I like to play with all those kind of layering and then I can play with digital animations on top of real acrylic and oil paintings which I love that kind of idea of using all all mediums that I can um, and so yeah I just I just, I love AR so much. I love that it gets the viewer really excited. And I love when, uh, when a viewer loves a piece on its own. And then when they see it uh, come to life, they're just smiling and giggling. And it just, it gives me so much joy. So yeah, I love it. 
It's like magic. And, and, and it's so funny how earlier on you talked about, you know, being able to, you know, use your hands and bring out some of those child habits that you used to have when you were younger and making art to go from just like basically like a coloring book to augmented reality. <laughs> Like, yeah. what a what a way to evolve am i right <laughs> thank you hopefully there's still like i still use like paper cutouts and felt and the, it's not very uh detail oriented or like mm. or 3d rendered but uh yeah i i love it so much well let's well, yeah let's talk about your art style a little bit um you use a variety of different mediums and and different uh of ways of doing things what like do you mind just ta- talking to us about your creative process sure i um i don't really have like a set or a disciplined process i uh i just love to play and I know that you know this, but I come from some trauma and some Mm -hmm. lovely mental health stuff. And so when I'm painting or creating, it it really just is the only time my mind is quiet. Mm. So really, I just love to just sit in front of a canvas and just start moving the paintbrush. And that kind of starts igniting the ideas. And then when it goes over to the augmented reality side, I... uh, I just try and be as silly as possible. So mm-hmm. <laughs> any anything that I can do to to bring joy is kind of what I stem from. But I, I love to look at other artists' work. I love to go through Pinterest and see, you know, what what colors I love and what's inspiring me and stuff. But really, it just is me locking myself in the studio and and playing all day long. I know you're big into music and and stuff like that. Do you do you listen to music while you're doing that kind of stuff or Yeah, definitely. Music cool. is uh, always on very loud. I feel bad for my neighbors, but I think <laughs> <laughs> they they all own artwork of mine, so I think it's okay. Oh, really? But, That's amazing. But, uh it's great. But yeah, I'm uh I'm deep into Mac Miller at all oh. times he's my i love him so much. you love him too i think yeah i do yeah, you know? yeah he's yeah. one of my favorites yeah yeah he's uh oh, i just love him so much but uh i do also do the dolly parton and the yeah. miley i kind of go all over the place so but music is is huge for sure it sounds so stereotypical when like when when i first said do you listen to music while you create art i was thinking like from like a tulum standpoint like you're listening <laughs> to like sound therapy sounds and like <laughs> no. stuff like that but then you're like oh no i'm like bumping the mac miller yeah, or i've no, got like yeah. Yeah, yeah or like dolly yeah. parton yeah that's funny <laughs> that's awesome i love it uh, <laughs> that's cool. no i need it well let's talk about this this new technology that you're trying out now uh you're basically forced to try it out because <laughs> you agreed to participate in the big winter classics uh task to create art using artificial intelligence. So you're going from AR to AI, essentially. Um, Can you tell me about your experience so far? Yeah, you bet. So I, I've been dabbling in it, I think since September, October, I started to see a a lot more online about it. And I thought it was quite interesting. And for me, on the digital side, like I, I'm terrible at using Cinema 4D and Blender and all of those 
mm. incredible tools that, you know, a lot of our good pals are, are very good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was illustrating a book uh, called The Museum of the Wayward Girls. And I thought it'd be fun to see what AI thought about that. <laughs> and it created these crazy images that were so detailed and beautiful and very close to what I would want to create, but just don't have the skills to. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, wow, this is unreal. And then, uh, and then I started playing with uh, just some prompts that are very similar to my contemporary work just to see what it would do. And I kind of wanted to, I, I love the idea of playing with someone. So it's kind of like, putting in your prompt that's that's very based on your own work and then seeing what it does and then trying to create bits of that that you liked in what the AI makes in real life and back yeah. and forth. So I, I love that idea. I know there's a lot of artists that are very against it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I, I just think it's another tool that we can try and use. And I, I, I'm excited about it. Totally. Like, I think it's like an art form in itself, right? Is being able to create the prompts to, to help you create what you want to create. So what do you, like, what do you write in the prompts? Like, let's say for this specific task where, um, you know, you're supposed to take five bands from the big winter classic. Um, did you just put their band names in there or did you have to fill in some other blanks to help you kind of create what you had in, in, in mind? Yeah. I, so I, I still wanted it to be, or I wanted to try and create something that was still in my style or, you know, could maybe be recognized as my brain. <laughs> so it is a prompt that's like very, I think I started with, it's how I Google things too, which my husband's <laughs> always like, don't, it's a computer. You don't ask it like a, <laughs> a beautiful sentence. Um, <laughs> but so I kind of started with just pop art, uh, landscape, Alberta, the band names, uh, textures of what I kind of want to see any animals I want to throw in there and just make it a ridiculous paragraph to see what, what the AI digests. So it's quite funny. And then it never, it never lands the first time. And then you can just keep making variations of it and keep even the order of the words. If you just take the same paragraph and reorder the words, it'll be completely different. So yeah. That's been uh, that's been really fun and interesting. But I would like to see like our buddy Olaf, who he uh, he uses Mid Journey and his creations mm. are insane. Um, I'm sure his prompts are like very technical, and then he gets this incredible uh, end result. Whereas right. mine are very like emotional and and Mandy whimsical. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm using it in yeah. the best way. The AI, the AI is just like. Ah, I think, this, pers- this? I think <laughs> this person just needs therapy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't understand. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Cause you know, it, it's funny. Like when I first tried to use AI, I basically put the minimal amount of words into AI just to see what I'd get. Right. And right. You know, I'm not an artist by any means, but AI for let's say copywriting or something like that. 
But you're straight up just you're straight up telling AI an entire story and then telling them (laughs) to create something out of it, which is quite interesting. How is your how is your uh, um, your prompting uh, evolved since? Or are you still kind of doing that? I'm still kind of figuring it out. Like, I know I know the additions of either adding like digital art or 3D rendering or like more technical textures or um, more like the ideas of making it like a look like an ad from the 70s or those Mm. kind of things are I'm I'm starting to engage with more instead of just like purple mountains and crazy sky and yeah, if farms in the desert, I gotta show you some of them because they're hilarious. <laughs> but so now I'm trying to integrate more of the end result look and style that I want on top of my giant story. Gotcha, gotcha. What uh, what tool are you using? I'm using Mid. I love Mid Journey. I okay. think Mid Journey is awesome, and I've I've been playing with Dolly too because. Uh, totally different than Mid Journey, and I love to see the same prompts in the different uh, in the mm. in the different AI generators. So I think that's really interesting. Oh yeah. Um, and Dolly is more kind of like I don't know. It's just more um, refined in some ways, but more silly as well. I don't know if that and Mid Journey is just. I feel like it's it's there for artists to really create. <laughs> really? Yeah. So That's I don't know. But I was just looking it up. There's so many. There's hmm. so many different ones. So I gotta I gotta try out way more of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't realize they would be slightly different, right? Like you put the same prompt in, yes. you tell the same story to the AI generator, and then they yeah. both spin out to different pieces of art Something totally different yeah that's yeah. very cool yeah, yeah it is cool yeah so how, what do you do after that do you try to combine them both or do you just scrap no, I, it and say ah I, you know what? i'll do my own thing <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah no i uh, i like to i like just to see the the differences and then if there's anything that inspires me in them i want to try and create with my hands mm. so i think that's exciting i i want to make um i'm speaking at fitc in april and i want to make uh the ar out of ai Mm. on the real artwork so i think that would be really interesting and then uh so i yeah i think it's i think it's super cool and i i just can't wait to keep it in my toolbox that's cool i love that you're embracing it (laughs) and then trying to combine two technology uh trends together Right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm cool. excited about that. Well, and I think it, like if you download the they're like such high res beautiful images and then mm-hmm. if I cut them up and then animate them in after effects and throw them on with a- AR, I think it's just it's amazing. I think it's, it's so cool. super fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Like I'd love to see uh, uh, res- the result of that. Okay, um, qu- question for you how did you how did you feel about you know when you first did it and when you first liked a result from one of your prompts how did that, that make you feel oh, i think i think uh it's a positive feeling like i i think my first time that i felt like i got 
or it was understanding me. I was like, oh, <laughs> we have a relationship going on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Turning into her. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I get the, I get the argument on the negative side of it. And I mm. get that um, the artists are really worried about privacy and data and, and ownership. And I understand all that, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I got excited. I got really excited when I was like, Oh, that's you totally getting what I'm saying. (laughs) That's that's really cool. That's really cool. I love that. You're like starting to have a relationship with the tech. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) I'm going to start eating dinner with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ask it what to eat. Like, Hey, uh, it's like, this is what I have in my fridge. And you write down the prompt of all the ingredients you have in your fridge (laughs) and then it makes you a meal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's awesome. And then there's like, there, I was looking at some of the, somebody's prompts today or whatever. And they were like before and after shots of a woman Mm-hmm. That's like not attractive, but kind of attractive. And then her in six months after working out <laughs> and it shows like real, it looks like a, like a photo of a woman, but she has like, she starts off with like an eight pack with a little bit of a belly and looks upset. And then in six months, she's got like 18 fingers and 19, <laughs> <laughs> 19 different abs. <laughs> and beautiful hair and is happy and i'm like this is oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah that's what some of those uh you know some of those fad diets will do to you yeah uh, exactly. yeah yeah <laughs> but i think it'll be interesting in marketing and advertising to see how many people start using this tool instead of other things oh, so yeah for sure yeah i mean yeah. i like as a marketer myself i've used the tool uh maybe not so much for design just because i'm not a designer by any means um you'll notice that when you see my social posts <laughs> um <laughs> to go out to promote these podcasts but um yeah like i use it for just to give me ideas on on which direction yeah. it t- like i do lots of content videos for my own business and i'll just be like oh okay i was asked this question the other day I don't really know how to answer it. So I'll put that question into the prompt and then I'll have a whole bunch of ideas as to where to take that conversation. Right, it's so right. funny. I would love to be in a client meeting and they ask me a question. And I just be like, hold on one sec. And then just like <laughs> type it into the prompt and be like, like, ah, okay, I'll start off with this part and then I'll end off with this part. But uh, unfortunately I don't think I'm at that point yet. Um, uh, why, why didn't I do that for this interview? That's <laughs> right. I know. Actually, now that I think of it, why haven't I just like come up with these questions through uh, AI? Uh, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, no, because I think uh, there's still something to be said about human connection, right? No, there it has um, to be there. It has to stem from that. There has to be a, an honesty and a, a realness from from us, from yeah. humans. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and that that's part of art as well, too. I think uh, you know whatever art you create. Uh, if you're creating art for a specific audience, they're always going to interpret that art in their own way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. cool. Um, you talked about getting a lot of inf- inspiration from like Pinterest and, and stuff like that. Is there anybody in the AI space that you're inspired by currently? I haven't quite 
bit like I was definitely inspired by Olaf Bloomeris. Mm. I think that's how I say his last name. Uh, I love his work. He's a genius in every software. And so I found it interesting. Like I know he can create everything that he's created in AI just on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really got engaged with, he was doing a, like a whole story, like almost making um, a storyboard for a film with right. AI. And I thought that was really, really interesting. I'm, I'm not too attracted to very finesse artworks. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of the only thing that's not uh, getting me like really, really pumped up about some artists' AI work. It's just so well. It's it's digital and it's generated mm-hmm. on a computer, you know. So I have, but I did watch. Uh, I have Heather Buchanan was doing like some hilarious. Did you see these at all I don't on think Twitter? So, no. So Heather Buchanan is an amazing artist in Calgary, and she was doing these they they were like horror ads from the 70s with children like about cereal and uh like spaghettios and stuff and the stuff that came out of her ai like i it was just it was awesome so i loved seeing the humor injected in in hers and i liked watching that trend but i think there's still a lot of trepidation around it with the artists that i do know um yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people are sharing what they're creating yet, mm. or if I'm just not in the right pocket to follow these brilliant artists. Although I was looking up uh, the highest uh, AI artwork price in some, like this guy in the states. I think he's he sold his AI artwork for four hundred four hundred thirty three thousand dollars. Really? So it's like, whoa! So there is a market there, I guess. And yeah. I, I'm sure tons of people are using it, but, yeah. um, I wonder yeah. if he told that customer how he created it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder too. Yeah. It's like, ah, no, it's just at the top of my head. I was in the mountains and yeah, well, that's amazing. I, I wanted to wrap this up, um, with a question that I ask, uh, all creators, uh, on this podcast, So I always start my day by doing something creative, whether that's editing this podcast or uh, filming some sort of video content for my social channels um, or just playing around with Photoshop or or whatever. I wanted to ask you, how do you start uh, your day um, and how does that help you get the creative juices flowing, so to speak? Well, my day starts always a little bit hectic because I got to get the three boys out of the house before I can uh, play around. But uh, we always always get up a little bit early, me and my husband, and we just like cuddle and we're like five minutes more, five minutes more. And then then I start to look at just my favorite artists or different color palettes or designs just on my phone in bed before I get up and make lunches and breakfast and get the kids out the door. And then I come in and I usually have, I paint all day. So I get to create mm. all day long, but I usually have like a few film and TV things to do, a few bed portraits to do and a bunch of commissions. So I always start with just a piece for me instead of rate, right to the grind mm. and start working and 
and the piece usually gets covered or painted over and it just Mm. becomes something, but that's kind of my playground to try new ideas that I don't show anyone. And it's just solely for me. Um, and then I give myself like an hour and a half to do that. And then I, and then I have to start make working on the other stuff. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's amazing. Like, yeah, that's, that's so cool that, uh, you know, I think it's uh, super inspiring that you decide to create something for yourself first before you start creating something for someone else, which is, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, in the heart of it all, I think you started creating art for yourself, not for anyone else. Right. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's an interesting, like, it's a really beautiful problem to have, but it's an interesting thing. Like when you first start becoming an artist, it is, it is just about like, I got to get this out. I got to get this off my, out of my heart and onto mm-hmm. this. And I got to see it for myself and who knows what it'll become. And then when you start developing more of a career and, and getting more and more uh, giant clients or commissions or whatever, mm-hmm. you it's really hard to not lose that honesty. And the only reason that you built a career was because that honesty was in those paintings like that that freedom was there. So it's really, really important, I think, to always try and hold on to that and not not lose that and not, you know, be guided by all the things coming at you in the world and uh, and still hold on to that that true peace that started it all. So yeah i'm trying i, love that. I yeah. love that i love that well keep doing what you're doing um it was great to see you thank you yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast uh thanks so much for having me all right i'll see you later mandy you're the best this episode is brought to you by the inbound lab marketing with your audience's best interests at heart to learn more about the inbound lab check out the inbound lab.ca